Welcome, everybody. This is Dan Takini with Blood Mythos's Everyday Hero Podcast, where you can learn about the heroic efforts of B&E grads who are out there ordering chaos and releasing beauty in the world. So today I get to be with Dane Sanders, who's a dear friend of mine for many years and, and an inspiration in so many ways for me and my life. He's a master executive coach, a trainer, a speaker, a consultant, an author. I mean, he's written two bestsellers, published on Random House. But finally, Dane is the founder at FasterMind.co, a community committed to helping freelancers scale beyond themselves. And you can check out his podcast and coaching and the Go Summit, which we'll be talking about today at FasterMind.co. Dane, welcome, man. It's great to have you. Thank you. I am so, I'm honored to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm sad for your listeners to have to put up with all of that intro, <laughs> but I'm, great, I'm grateful to be here. I'm, it's just moving to me uh, to think about the implications of, of attention. But at the same time, I think what's even t- more terrifying to me is, is when I don't pay attention, when I'm asleep at the wheel. And I'm, I'm amazed at how often, despite the, all those great kind of inputs that I received from folks like you and, and uh, your family, your team, all the, this whole transformational conversation, I've been such a benefactor of, but I'm just amazed at how much I still fall asleep and, and kind of daydream through life. And then I, I you know, I wake up again and uh, I don't, I don't know what I do if I didn't have this kind of built in habit of my life to keep waking up, to, to have yeah. people like you in my life to help me uh, pay attention um, just yesterday, you and I were talking before we started. I had the the chance to be with um, a, a, another mentor of mine, um, Seth Godin, out in New York, and we're talking about this very topic of of how is it that we can discover so much and have so much open up, and then <laughs> you know all it takes is is like a, a like squirrel, and I just forget all about it. <laughs> well, you know, and it's set up that way. You know, you you think about just the multi notifications we get on our phone, you know, know, dragging us out of the moment Mm. and keeping, you know, taking our attention off of the now. Uh, I I know for me, having a community like you and others that I work with and colleagues, it's necessary to wake up. David White says, you know, look, it's impossible to be awake all the time, but it isn't impossible to wake up over and over again. And, uh, you know, I think that that's really what friendship is all about, is helping us wake. And then there are times to sleep, obviously, times to, to divert and, and, and uh, entertain. Unfortunately, that's become more of a habit. And I think being able to devote attention to something and really give yourself to it, get immersed, is, is vital. And that's what I think the creative process is. And I've learned a lot about that from you, uh, just watching you over the years your work is phenomenal. I, well, why don't you, I'd love to talk about just, you know, we've known each other, what, for 10 or 12 years? Do you know how yeah. long it's been? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Time flies, man. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I remember where I met you. I remember looking down and you were to the right. I was on the stage and I was, and you were so involved. I was really drawn to you. You were so involved in the training. You, you came in, you put all the stuff outside, you put your judgments out, you were open-minded and you just came and played. You made, it made a big difference for me as a trainer to see somebody jumping in like that. And, mm. uh, it was just very empowering. Mm. And I've, that's what I've known about you from the time I met you. It's funny. I, what I remember about that, that, that training was, uh, it was a, a four-day training, if I remember right. And I, for about the first day and a half of it, I was actually, you didn't see me because I was probably back of the room, arms crossed, 
skeptical, <laughs> thinking like, what's, you know, really, you know, I've seen this, done that. And I was, you know, I was, I was hiding. I was, I think I was terrified actually. But uh, at some point I remember I just decided like, if I'm going to be here anyway, so I might as well jump in. And I kind of just went metaphorically to the front row and yeah, you were right up close. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> and I could tell you were sitting on the edge of your chair. Yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't. I, I I couldn't believe what I was discovering. It was like this. I remember specifically this. It was like, oh, I, I I've wandered back into my tribe. Like I I felt like that. You know, the lion who's hanging out with hyenas my whole life, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, there's other lions in the world. Or maybe I'm the hyena. I don't know which I am. But when I landed back in my crew, I just was. I was so excited. But yeah, I'd love to talk about the creative process. I think that I'm learning every day about what that means. And it's, my world is getting bigger because of it. Um, I think that's the big surprise is every time I, I take a risk, I lean in, I, I'm open, I open myself up to not knowing something. It's like this whole chamber of life opens up that I never knew existed. And all, all I can think of is I want more of my friends to come, come and you know, explore this amazing mansion of many rooms that... Uh, I didn't even know, <laughs> didn't even know existed. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's, it's this weird combination of like discovering things that are there that are objectively there that are just really opening my mind and blowing my mind and also creating rooms. Like we're actually in the, in the sprint of running around and, and I don't want to get too esoteric here, but as we're doing this work, it is this weird, weird, uh, dance of both discovery and facing fear. And then all of a sudden creativity, like opening pieces up that I just didn't didn't know were possible. Well, I've known a lot of your process and I've watched you come through tough times and, yeah. and good times. And um, I've watched this Go Summit being birthed, man. And um, it's just been really impressive because I've, I've watched you build the presence. And I can tell that it's really something that's an expression of your, your dream or your vision. Uh, and I'd love to have you talk a little bit about it because uh, it's captured me. I'm going to be there for sure. It's January, right? Five, six, seven, uh, That's 2018. Right. Yeah, two and a half days. We start with a, a, a wine reception on Friday night, and then we go Saturday, Sunday. And uh, it's meant to be kind of the launch of a year for folks who are coming off of their their uh, holidays and thinking about what will this 2018 mean for them. And it, it, it tends to be a room full of uh, entrepreneurs and freelancers, folks who are trying to make something out of what they make. And that's, that's a kind of our reason for getting in the room. Uh, it doesn't hurt that it's, it's Southern California in January. It, people, people might be drawn to that a little bit, but... Um, <laughs> Good thinking. <laughs> the attraction. <laughs> the attraction doesn't, doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. But it's, a, it's an intimate group. It's only about 100 of us. Uh, an amazing facility called uh, the Showbreak Hotel, literally across the street from... Uh, Surf City, USA, Huntington Beach, you're across from the sand. But it's, it's more than all of those kinds of bonuses. It's, it's a conversation that you trained me in that we get to do with business folks, especially creative business folks, who, who just feel like their return on talent isn't, isn't as high as it could be. Or very often, they just feel like their business is running them more than they're running their business. And they're wondering, or they, they know deep down, like it, sh- it shouldn't have to be this way. There's something up. And there is something up. I think we live, you even mentioned it a minute ago, all those distractions, these notifications in life, real and metaphorical that are calling us away from our real work and inviting us to hide from our real work. And this is just a, a, an honest community that is getting together to undermine that, to interrupt that and to do it together. It's, it's hard to run a business. It's hard to make stuff for a living. 
but oh, I, it's, it's a lot easier when we do it in community, I'll tell you that, especially when it's a community that's committed to authentic living and again, running, running and opening up doors that, that are kind of scared to open up on our own, but when we open up together, they're, they're a lot less terrifying. Yeah, and I can really relate. I mean, you're, just the ways that you've been articulating this, the message of transformation, creativity has really inspired me and I'm in the place where I'm looking to go to the next level with my own work and getting a ton of inspiration from you and the resources that, that you referred me to. Um, what, when you think about fastermind.co, at the end of it, what would be present that, you know, you would say it would tell you, yes, we're, st- we're accomplishing, we're, we're opening up what we're committed to, mm. like what results, what would you want to see there? You know, I have a, a, a client I'm working with right now in a coaching relationship, and her name is Meg, and she runs a, a very successful catering business up in Los Angeles. I don't know the exact numbers, but I think it's between like high one, $2 million kind of range. She has a big payroll. Um, and by the way, I'm sharing this with, with permission, but she's someone who, uh, when we started our friendship, she was already performing. She was already clearly, mm-hmm. you know, more than able to, to start a business and, and build a business. But like all of us, she's also up against her own internal conversations. Like we feel like frauds. We feel like we're, mm-hmm. um, underperforming. We feel like there's, there is more, you know, why aren't I able to do all of it instantly? Or, um, and it was interesting as we started that conversation, we began to discover a whole lot that it was, it went way beyond just, you know, profit and loss statements and balance sheets and employee challenges and client issues. It, those are things that we all deal with on the surface, but, you know, dig a little deeper and discover, man, there's a lot more going on. There's, going, there's stuff going on at home. There's stuff going on personally. There's habitual <laughs> yeah. life. There's, there's just a bigger conversation being had. So I think when I think about folks who would leave Go Summit, what would they have? I think they'd have a lot of clarity around what is current reality for them. Like, would they have a snapshot of where they currently stand uh, across several categories, like how they're relating with their business, uh, specifically say money or their leadership or the team they're leading or building those things. They need to kind of know where they stand with those things. And they'd also have a really developed vision for what could be, what could be a, a, a preferred future that aligns with those particular categories. And they'd actually have it on paper. They, we, we go through several exercises over the course of days where we listen to speakers and we're, where we build these, we have a book that we give everybody called their marching orders where they literally, we teach them how to take notes. Uh, you're listening to a speaker and I'll tell you guys now, it's pretty simple. You can apply this anywhere. There's three stages to great note-taking. The first is just write down what you actually heard sequentially, A, B, C, D. They said A, then they said B, then they said C. And then the next step is uh, write down what you make up about what they said. So give yourself three, four minutes and just free associate on uh you, you, were, you were barely listening to the sequence and that we forced you to listen to that part. Now we want you to write down what you were thinking about those things. And then the third part is, so what? Uh, is there anything in what was shared uh, and what might you made up about what was shared that could be actionable, that you could go do something with? And we don't want a whole bunch. We want like one. And then at the, the last session of the entire conference, we actually pull out your so what list and we go through a whole exercise where we, we prioritize the so what's. And the goal is to, to not have a big priority list. The goal is to figure out what is the one thing, singular, that you're, you are committed all in to go do as you leave this event. And if we're going to call that a massive win. If you leave a conference and you actually have the one thing that's going to move the needle the most and you go do it and you're doing it in community and you've had table coaches and uh, input and people who are fiercely engaging you 
to get clear, like, are you sure? And is it measurable? And is it specific? And will it really move the needle? And how and when? People walk away with just a single task, but they mm-hmm. walk away hugely empowered and with a sense of, uh, no, I, I know what I'm going to do. And they, they, they'll get number one done and they'll get to number two and three and four. But two, three, and four, we're not really worried about. If, yeah. what, what matters is one. And getting people, yeah, exactly. To getting people for, to clarity and then to action. And, and then, of course, to do that in the context of community, then, then it's not just like, oh, wow, I'm producing. It's I'm living. Like I'm, I'm alive with, with, my, with my people. People like us are doing things like this together. It's powerful. Yeah, you know, I, it's interesting. Einstein said when we do something alone, it's, uh, he said it's ordinary at best, but it's the extraordinary comes out of how we are together, what comes out of our being together. But yeah, so that, that, that sounds great. So from the so what list, they go to a now what? This is what I'm up to, huh? That's exactly and, right. Yeah, great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that. <laughs> That's such yeah. a great, that'll be the name of the last, the last session is now. I used to, well, we used to make t-shirts that said, so what, now what? <laughs> you should bring so, those t-shirts to go and we'll sell them. I think. <laughs> you know, that was years ago. I don't even know if I have them. In fact, they might have burned up in this fire up there. In that oh, man, how are you doing? I can't believe you're, you're, we're even doing this recording this interview in the midst of smoke and ash. How, how are you doing, man? Talk about well, blood and ethos. I'm, I'm doing well, you know, yeah, no kidding. Blood and ethos. Um, actually, you know, I'm doing well. Um, all my family was dipl- displaced. My father and my little brother lost everything. Wow. Um, and then my, my daughter is displaced and she'll go back in in a couple of months to her place. It was the, her house was the only house remaining on her hill which is amazing. And um, so she's grateful and we're all thankful for that. And uh, my mother's, I hopefully she'll be able to go back into her place in the next week or so. She was towards Sonoma. So the, the later fires came that direction, but her house made it through, but we're good. You know, and, and my mind is, you know, I've been focusing on just staying in the moment with whoever I'm with and practicing that and just, you know, Really, like this, this conversation here is so, uh, for me, it's really empowering because quite honestly, I've been out of this work for about four years and five, maybe five, and uh, getting back, you know, I've, I've been doing it inside a company and working with a company, you know, our tech company, uh, The Grid, for a while, and it's about ready to launch new things, and I got a CEO in there. So coming back into what I really love has been exciting, uh, challenging, and and. I, I'm looking forward to learning and finding ways to express my gift in new ways. And that's what I'm really looking forward to the ghost of. I'm looking forward to, you know, learning, connecting, seeing how I can contribute to others, being contributed to. And I love what you're talking about. I'm excited about being there and, and getting clear about what's next for me. I'm, I'm working on a, a new book, as I told you, and, and I'm going to really be focusing on how I can get that out in the, in the next mm-hmm. year. So. You know, one of my favorite things about Go, and, and you, you've alluded to it, uh, is the quality of, of the, the folks in the room. Um, so we have these tables, right? So everyone's sitting in these round tables, uh, the speakers up front, and you're in a, with a group of like eight to 10, and every table has a table coach. And uh, we do this process where a talk is given, and then we, we actually go through a drill, a workshop. We workshop the presentation that just happened right away. Yeah. And um, what the phenomenon that happened last year was organically, not by design, there was a speaker table in the back and the speakers were so, I, I don't think they'd ever been to a conference where this was what we did. They, they did, they, all, they all go to conferences all day long. They'd speak and present all over the place, but they, they self-organized and said, let's do this ourselves. And um, 
they went through the same drill as everybody else. And it created this really interesting culture where we were, it was so collegial. It, it, it was, there was no kind of hierarchy of stage and floor. Mm-hmm. Stage, was, stage was important because these folks, they've done, they're, they're high level practitioners, but it was just really, really helpful to get them off the stage and in the mix together. And it, it just had this powerful kind of implication. And I think it's one of the reasons why I would attend my own conference, why you're coming. <laughs> uh, like it's, it's, uh, it's just rare to find that kind of space. Oh, you know, you you met, you alluded to something very similar to that on your interview with Seth mm-hmm. yesterday mm-hmm. about going to a conference where nobody knew who was going to be speaking. There were pretty much everybody were practitioners. Yeah, yeah. And they would be they would be announced before. I guess you get a text or something, and you get up. I mean, yeah, yeah. So and we're we're probably going to do the same thing. So there there'll be sections of time. Where uh, and this, this is the whole conference I went to. It's called Axiom. It's incredible. It's an invite-only thing. That's why I'm hesitant to mention it because people will want to go. But right. the, orga- the organizer is this brilliant facilitator of conversation, and he curated this very special group of people in this room, probably about 150 people. And no one knew who the speaker was going to be, and you never knew if you were going to be the speaker. And because uh, he would text you and say, "We're going to have a topic about this and these two people, one person, five people." He would all of a sudden they'd be on stage with him, and he would facilitate this incredible conversation. And what was amazing as a speaker that you know it could freak you out, thinking like, "Oh, I need to present or prepare or create some canned thing." And that was the whole point was he he had no interest in the canned presentation. He wanted real on the ground practitioners to speak out of their actual life. And, oh, awesome. uh, and that, so that's what was super cool. So I think we're going we're gonna to create some sections where we do that exact thing. And, and we want to keep every, all of our, our participants, you, you don't come unless you're one of these people. Uh, we want to have everybody front edge of seat knowing that they, they're on all the time, whether they're willing to acknowledge it or not. And we just yeah. may put them on the stage to make that happen. Oh, that's exciting. I, I mean, so just an extemporaneous conversation, spontaneous. I love well, that. Well, it, isn't it funny? Like, I, so funny. I remember I was in a training with you guys Gosh, this was early days. It was it was Jean Marie Jobs, uh, who's another kind of what <laughs> Dan. The amount of people in your world that you have you have both birthed in the transformational conversation and launched all over the world. It's incredible. And Jean Marie is one of those folks. Oh, she's I, awesome. I'm, I'm hoping I can get her to interview too. I'm going to be talking to. Oh her, so. man, yeah. We should get she, we should get her to come to go. I, no, I think about it. But she had this moment where. She kind of walked up to me and there was this, we're in this exercise and there was something going on in particular. And I, again, I, I chose to kind of be backseat and she basically got in my grill and said, so do you, do you do life? Do you, do you do all of life optionally? Is this how life works for you? Like you, you can choose to opt in or opt out or, or is life happening whether you're asleep or not? And it was wow. just like, like I do this, like there's big swaths of my life where I just, avoid living. Yeah, check and, it out, right? And then I complain that I don't have enough hours in the day or I don't have, it's like, I am, ah, I'm just, I, I, like it was such a gift. It was the punch in the throat and a gift to wake up again and go, no, I'm in. And then to jump into the exercise and actually mess it up uh, was glorious because uh, <laughs> it, it got me further along than I ever could have dreamt. So I actually, I love that you're so encouraging with Go. I do want your listeners to come. It's going to be an amazing time, but if you, if friends, if you're at home and you're listening and you have the choice between, say, the Go Summit or the Revenant process and you have to pick one, don't come to Go. Uh, go there first and come to Go next year because it, it opens up a level of conversation in, in the whole of life that, honestly, I've been trying to replicate ever since I first experienced it in everything that I do. 
And you're such an inspiration, Dan, in what you've done for, for decades. I just wish more of my friends could participate. I remember when I enrolled my wife to go on a training, she was so resistant because she doesn't like this crap. And uh, it's not crap, but that's how she beat it. And she wouldn't even do it with me. She was like, I'll go, but not with you. I'm going to go on my own. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like my wife too. <laughs> and, and, and same thing. Like it's just, it was... It was profound what it opened up in our marriage and our parenting. Uh, just this morning, we're in conversations. Right. My 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 11-year-old can make distinctions oh, and yeah. does regular that that just blow my mind. And it, it's all the legacy of what you invested in me, man. It's incredible. Well, I, you know, I, I'm, it's I need the work, right? For me, it keeps me keeps me alive and keeps me changing and transforming and. It's so exciting to see so many people launching out. I mean, there's Jean Marie and there's Chris and Enio and there's just a lot of, you know, Andre, you, and to see that and to see people take it to new levels and in different ways, it's extremely uh, inspiring. And, and I'm at the place where I'm committed to whole new possibilities as well. So it's great to have colleagues like that. And um, I just really appreciate being able to be part of uh, the summit, I'm going to be there for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm going to come home early from Hawaii, and I'm hoping my wife will come with me. My daughter went a couple yes. of years ago. And she, yes. and she she loved it, and I, um, I there might be a chance she's coming. I know Quinn will be there. I talked to Quinn. Quinn was every time I go get a haircut, she enrolls me. So, <laughs> and I'm in. I mean, I, I just seeing her come alive has just been exciting. Quinn is a great coach. Oh and, my gosh. And and she's doing great. I call yeah, her Ma- Mighty Quinn. Mighty Quinn. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. So. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Dane, is there anything in closing you'd like to say, or uh, you know, like to close up with here? And we'll, we'll wrap yeah. this up. Yeah, I think I do want to say something. There's there's a moment I think for everybody where they they get an inkling of something. They get a sense like I'm hearing something new here. I'm not just hearing more of the same. I'm hearing an invitation into something new. And it's like you're onto something. There's actually this great quote, I, I'm not, not going to butcher it, from Walker Percy that talks about the search for meaning where um, like when, when, you, when you get a, a taste that there's more than the everydayness of life down this path. And I, I could point to so many moments in my life where, where that was the case. I remember before I wrote my first book, uh, I was in Costco and I was walking by a, a stack of books and I saw uh, the, the four-hour work week. This is... Again, yeah. over over Tim a decade, Ferris. Tim Ferriss, over a decade ago, and I remember, I literally remember picking up the book and staring at it and going, reading the back, looking at the front, and I was like, if I buy this book, this is my last one. I do not want to buy another one of these books. I don't want more of the same. I want, I don't want better. I want new. And but there was something in me that was like, I need to pay attention here, and and I did, and I went, and after you know, somewhat two thirds the way through the book, I put the book down and wrote eighty three pages of my very first book. I wrote. Um, all my friends and said, would you help me with this writing project that I didn't even know what I was doing? 39 people wrote me a check for $500. That was my Kickstarter that I didn't know. That led to me, right, right, and then I felt this terror of, I don't know how to write a book. What if people read, what if they, what if they read it and they actually do what I say and it ruins their life? What's going to happen then? And, 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 and then I, you know, I, I went for it and it's ironic because that's what led to my conversations with, you know, meeting Seth Godin and him endorsing the book. And then, uh, that led to a two book deal with Random House. And like, it just, it's amazing how, you know, I, it, I was standing at, 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 at the shelves at Costco and that was the, that was the kickstart. That was the real kickstart. And it was in my soul. It wasn't outside of me. I wasn't buying my way into something. I was betting on me for something. Yeah. 
And I, I have a, I, my gut tells me that there's folks who are listening to our conversation right now who are having that kind of an experience. And if that, if that is you, it's not just you, it's us. Like we are having this conversation. You are enrolled in this conversation. You are a full-fledged citizen in this conversation. You feel like a fraud and you have what it takes. Both are true. And it's, you're, it's not just that it's your story. It's not just that it's our story. The story that I really care about is the story is now. Like the story is you must take action. And I don't care if it's the Go Summit. I don't care if it's the Revenant process. I, I, don't, I don't care. Do something. I yeah. do something and do it today because time is fleeting. And That's you, for sure. You, we, we just, we, the, like, what's the other option? But <laughs> if, if, you live in, if you've gone through these fires, that's the first thing. That, like, I, you know, the day before the fire, right up to the, when the electricity went off, life has changed. And, and time is fleeting. And now is the time to take the action. You know, the, there was an old saying when I did the life spring trainings many years ago, they would say, uh, who if not you, when if not now? Mm. And, and it, you know, it's like just taking the action opens up new possibilities. So thanks, Dane. I, I really appreciate your time and very inspirational. I, I look forward to the Go Summit and uh, can't wait to connect with you again soon between now and then. Thank you, Dan. If any of your listeners, uh, it would help them to get uh, some kind of special pricing on, sure. on the event. Uh, would you just ask him to, to email me directly? It's just hello at danesanders.com. And uh, I'm committed to getting to doing what it takes. If people are like, I need, I need to be at this. This is this is t- this isn't like, oh, I'd like to, and I want to see if there's a great deal. This is like, no, I need to get there. I must find a way, but I don't have a way right now. I want to talk to that person. So if you would, if you would invite them to to email me, I'd I'm so keen, so keen to to figure it out. And I'll, I'll put that in the letter when I send it out. Hello at danesanders.com. That's it. Yep. Right, don't man. don't don't send it to my faster mind side because my business partner will see it and she'll be mad that I'm. All right, Dan. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, Dan. Love you, man. Take care. Love you. If you like what you heard today, please check out the Hero Being Process, an eight-week online gymnasium designed to support you in transforming your ability to heroically fulfill your unique purposes with freedom, love, and creativity. Available at theherobeing.com. Until next month, keep kicking at the indifference until it bleeds life.